I, I didn't, we didn't talk about this, but I'd like you to tell me a fishing story about uh, Grandpa Newer. <laughs> okay. There's a couple of them, but I'll, I'll pick out a good one. Um, <laughs> okay. So, <clears throat> my sister and I went fishing with Grandpa Newer, mm-hmm. and it was flat, calm, and sunny. And I'm really certain my grandfather was hungover. <laughs> Very certain. So we get out there, and we just threw the anchor in the pike bed. And it was early. You know, it was like 6 o'clock, sunny, calm. Weren't going to catch anything. Yeah. And my sister brought a digital camera, because none of us had cell phones. Yeah, so we brought a digital camera. And my grandpa's like, oh, you guys keep fishing. I'm going to take a nap in the front of the pool. <laughs> so he lays down to take a nap, and... My sister pulls out this camera, and we start taking pictures of him while he's napping. Yeah. He gets just angry. <laughs> he's like, okay, we're going home. We're going in. We're going in. I can't do it. We're going in. Okay, so we go in. And my dad's buddy from work was going to be camping up at Federal Dam. So my dad brought the boat to our house so he could come grab it once sure. he dropped the camper. Yeah. And <clears throat> my grandpa's dropping us off, and he's going around the loop, and he sees that boat, and he says... Well, whose, whose boat is that? I was like, oh, that's our other boat. He's like, shut up. Whose boat is that? I'm like, Grandpa, that's our boat. And then he cuffs me behind the head. <laughs> says, shut up. Whose boat is that? I was like, oh, it's Phil's from work. Anyway, that was one of my... My sister and I still laugh about that. Uh, still laugh about that. That's great. There's one picture somewhere on the internet of me asleep on the bottom of a boat. Not my favorite favorite to have that out there. But Holmgren should have been finding more walleyes. I was getting a little bored. I've been known to lay in the bottom of the boat lots of times. <laughs> I'm not, especially with you, I find myself on the bottom of the boat. That's Don't say that. Why? It was the best way to ride. It was glass calm, beautiful oh, way to ride oh, home. Gotcha. That, that one. Yeah, that was great. I was pretty envious. Oh, shoot. I thought about that. I was like, I'm already dirty. Might I as don't, well lay down here. I don't usually critique tillers very much. But one thing you lose a little bit with tillers is long boat ride banter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're tucked behind a windshield, you can still uh, talk with your buddies. And you can do that, but you're you're yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Very loud. <laughs> oh. All right, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm Will. Uh, we're going to get started. I, I want to share one real funny thing that sort of segues from that. Uh, I was um, on... A uh, little late earlier this week, and new customers, dead calm day, and we were moving from spot number one to spot number two, and so I was just just gearing up to go, right? Motor's going 2,500 RPM, something like that, and guy leans towards me and says something, and very, very frequently when people do that when I'm driving the outboard, I just sort of do the like smile and nod, even though for I have sure. no idea what for they sure. Said, right? They ask a question and you're like, I don't know. Yep. So I do the smile and nod, and then the guy sitting next to him like recognizes that I was doing that and goes, No, he's gonna throw up. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Set her down and the guy tossed his cookies over the side. Clearly hung over. I think so. Yeah, good. And then and then it was just a trooper. We were back on the road, ready to go. No issues after that. But I was very, very happy that the guy recognized that I was doing the Minnesota nice stuff and didn't start going. <laughs> <laughs> and you do got like a cheesy, pearly white grin too. Like, 
very evident what you're doing. Uh, what are we talking about this week? I'm excited about this one. We've got uh, some housekeeping we've got to do. We're going to talk about the Week in Review, and we took a trip with Parker Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it, you know, about doing it before the episode last week. We well, were going to tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we the AIM happened on a walker this week. Mm-hmm. Some exciting stuff there. Groundhog Day, and we're going to go do our go our separate ways. We'll do a preview, too. Or do you have that Sure. On? No, I forgot about that, but we'll do that, too. Yep. Let's uh, take a break and we'll get to it. It's going to be a hot one in Canada because Canada's on fire. Okay. Here we are. We've got some housekeeping we need to do. First of which, Daniel... How do you catch a stinking smallmouth bass? You know what? I like. I got the question, and I, uh, I catch them like on accident. For sure. I'm sorry. That's how I catch them. You. I feel like if you focus your attention on a couple species, you know, you're gonna interact with a lot of different species. But I don't. I'm not taking smallmouth trips. You know, if people want to certainly catch, not. If they want to catch. Walleyes and maybe have some smallmouth mixed in. Yeah, I, that's great. That sounds perfect. I can we, do that. We can do that. But if you want to go do fancy smallmouth stuff, then I'm not your guy. <clears throat> but so. this guy asked it in a pretty particular way. Like they're they're pretty they're down in the whitefish chain. Yep. Fish a lot of walleyes, but they see smallmouth. Yep. So what would we do if we saw smallmouth? I would rig. Uh, if, if I would rig chubs. I would rig, uh, like, medium-sized chubs for smallmouth. And, yeah. Well, I can't get creek chubs. Well, now what? A slip bobber and a leech works. Bingo. Works Jig and a leech crushes. Yep. Um, chunk of nightcrawler. And this is not me, like, trying to figure out how the smallmouth are going to bite. It's me just trying to figure out how to catch walleyes. And they overlap with smallmouth quite a bit. And that seems to catch smallmouth quite a bit. And, and we've also mentioned that sometimes smallmouth don't fight. Right. Um, they mark extremely, mm-hmm. extremely well. Yep, usually mark up off the bottom a little bit. And sometimes, like, the 15-inchers don't bite. It's not that's just a problem. Big, that is a problem. Not then you know a, not everything's not biting. Not a good sign. Uh-huh. But they're still going to be up, and they can be a time sucker. Actually, I was thinking about uh, where you fished this morning. Mm-hmm. There's a spot that is just... It's just a guide trap, dude. Because you have in the to, middle, you have to drive by it. <laughs> you know there's fish there. It's so hard to like just like I grind my teeth driving over it. Like God, I don't. I just want to stop. There's a bunch of them here, <laughs> and that's been the right choice, I think, a lot lately. I have I I fished it. I've been there twice, and I fished it once for a half an hour. Mm-hmm. But I didn't fish that part of it. I fished the the tried and true bottom part of it. Gotcha. But I have not fished. Because I found those smallmouth three times ago, thinking they were walleyes. Mm. And they weren't walleyes. Yeah. They were just like 14-inch smallmouth. Sure. It's, I, have a hard, I, can't, I don't think I can distinguish between a 14-inch smallmouth and a 15-inch walleye. On your graph? Yeah. Nope. Even on down in the chicken, I don't think so. Nope. I think the only thing that can do it for me is that they, 
especially when conditions are not like when a walleye shouldn't be a foot to two feet off the bottom uh they're probably not a foot to two feet off the bottom and the smallmouth are mm-hmm. and so i actually these days get like on on the smaller lakes i get more excited about low marks than i do about high seeing marks. them on bottom or seeing them on bottom co- compared to being up high yep yeah. at least i feel like i'm pretty confident that we're over the right ones and those low marks are bite if you do things right. Oh, yeah. If you're there on the right time or at the right time. Um, but, yeah, I think the I'm, I think you could probably do something artificial to get at them. But, I mean, like the artificials that we do. the Chicken and paddle tail. Yep. Sometimes we'll get them, but I think you're better off with live bait. Even. Early in the season, it'll for sure get them. Mm-hmm. That's what, I mean, I'm channeling my inner, my inner Mark Pordak here. But uh, swim bait's going to catch them. Sure. But, uh, earlier in the year right when they're up on the shallow rocks right that'll catch them but like looking at some of our other little lakes you know i get a kid who's like oh man i want to catch a smallmouth we go to this the one rock pile in that middle and you throw a jig and a leech up there and you get you just catch one yeah um but you have to have a high concentration and um i i think you got to have a high concentration and sometimes it takes five minutes but sometimes it just doesn't take sure. any time and I think the the problem for us is that the smallmouth we that overlap with our walleyes that we really value for just like entertainment's sake, but we're not saying that we're like necessarily great at catching them. Is they're mid mid depth fish, right? They're they're fifteen and deeper or twelve and deeper. So like a lot of your artificial plans would take like a guy who actually knows what he's doing instead of one of us looking through the tackle trays that we don't even use anymore. And yeah. Like, oh, I caught a smallmouth on this once. <laughs> in five feet of water, you did. Right. But not in 16 or 17. So. It's hard to use a Senko in right. 17 right. feet of water. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. So, um, I, he's right, though. I mean, they, they fill in the gaps of a, of a day pretty well. And oh, they, they're fun. They, they do bite. Like, if, if you've got a decent fishy day, they're going to bite all day. Um, I don't know if I've answered this question at all, but that's just, like, the role they play in our lives, I think. Oh, they're super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, we've got lots of nice big ones on quite a few of our lakes. Yeah. Um, I, so, before I started fishing the Littles, I really hadn't caught a smallmouth. And then, I, you know, you introduced me to Woman Lake and Wabado and Little Boy and all these other lakes that have these smallmouth in them. And it's been... I still get excited setting the hook on them because I haven't caught a million of them. Sure. But I still get just fired up. I'm like, yes, brown bass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wah. For sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. That That's yep. about the max of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. So um, th- we also had another listener question. It was how the east side fishes versus the west side, how yeah. they compare. Leech Slate, we're talking. Yeah, Lady Leech. So I'll just like lay out seasonally. We do really well in the spring and the fall on the east side. Uh, the July and August times are a bit of a grind, like very much a grind for We're us. We're getting better though. We are getting better. <laughs> Thank goodness we had Parker in the boat. Thank goodness. Um, but it it does feel like a grind for us. And the west side guys can sometimes, in, it, at least from what I'm picking up they can kind of struggle when we're doing really well that june-ish yep and then uh they they can still catch quite a few of them through july and august mm-hmm. they're not the 
they're not a lot of big fish. Um, I think they catch a lot of the smaller keepers, which is great. Like I'd 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 love to have that on our side uh-huh. midsummer, and in general we don't. Um, but that would be like a general breakdown of the two two. And then like if you look at a map of them, they are completely different lakes. Opposite. Yeah. Uh, yeah, main. our basin is 30 feet deep at deepest. Yep, and theirs is 180 at deepest. Yeah. Different lakes. Different lakes. Connected by a couple channels that you can run in a boat, but other than that, they're they're very different. Very much so. And that deep water, you know, they, they do pick on, like, shallow fish during the hot months, which... Nursery fish. Mm-hmm. Um... Which are, those fish probably are more similar to our littles than they are to the main lake, leech lake fish. For sure. Though it's the same body of water. They do a lot of the same things we do on the small lakes on the Walker Bay side of the lake. Yeah. But they're focusing on the shallow, the shallowest bays of that. Yeah. But the, I think like, you know, you and I have always talked about, like, well, we'll, we'll figure this out. We're going to get a Walker Bay-type bite on the east side. But I think the core of real deep, cool water is what we're missing over there. You know, the, the shallow weed fish that we pick on, um, or weed edge fish that we pick on, or sand, sand fish that we pick on in the fall, uh, they're a long, long way from deep water, mm-hmm. whereas the shallow fish that the Walker Bay people pick on are not very far from right. deep, cool, like, highly oxygenated water. So, I think that has something to do with it. Might just be making excuses, but... Another tendency is, uh, so, like, the east side fish tend to be much... Be, so, as, a, as an average, we've got... The east side's got a lot bigger average fish. I would agree. Um, up to a lot more big fish, but not monster fish. If you're going to catch a 30-incher, it's more likely going to be out of Walker than it is out of the east side. But if you're going to catch five, 25 plusers, you're for sure going to catch them on the main basin before you'll catch them in Walker Bay. I would agree with that, too. And yep. uh, it's super fun because they tend to be in super big boulders, super shallow, and you whale on them, and it's super fun. Mm-hmm. Shallow fish fight a lot harder than deep fish. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, I don't know how the two correlate. You know, like we we've said in years past that like maybe that is the nursery for the main lake, which I think is a a bit of a stretch for sure. But it is sort of interesting that we like miss out on this like window of where are all our small keepers over here, and we see more and more of them in the spring than we have in the past. Mm-hmm. This spring is, especially, which is a great sign. But I don't know what they're doing. Midsummer, and not what we're doing. Not what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. We could tell you where they're not. Yeah. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. And Walker Bay is like, I mean, from a guide's perspective, besides the boat traffic part, I think that is like, on the east side, we don't deal with that a whole lot when we're on the when when we're on the east side regularly. Like, we can find space by ourselves oh, to certainly. catch fish when we're out there a lot. In, in Walker Bay, I think it's a huge uh, headache, the amount of guys who know about the fish that you know about. Yeah, I won't even hardly stop at a hump that has a has A, a boat on it. on it, right? Yeah. Because some of the, shore, the shorelines are much more crowded. 
yeah. in comparison. Right. Like if there's four boats on Ginzers, I'm probably going to do a drift on right. Ginzers. Right. But if there's like two boats on a hump, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to stop there. Yeah, which is funny because it's like, this yeah. could be very much the same amount of like fishy water you're talking about, but... Um, and part of it is the options too. Like when the fish are on the, those offshore humps, like you can go find them somewhere else by yourself. Yeah. And you may, may, maybe. In fact, Gen- I've had generally. I've had times where I'm by myself catching fish, and then somebody shows up, and then I just leave. Sure. I'll go I'm find like, them somewhere else. Yeah, you can have. I don't care. Right. I've done my damage here. <laughs> I don't want you anywhere near me. Yeah. And in Walker, I think they deal with crowds, and part of that is it's there's a city there. Yeah. And then uh, it's also friendlier water. It's not that big. Right. I mean, there's a there's a lot of acres there, but it, you don't deal with as much of the stories of Will and I where we're like, the boat is, you know, you're filling the boat up with water to get into where you're going. That's you super know? fun. It is super I fun. I can't wait. <laughs> I was talking to John. He bought, a, he bought a trip at my sister's benefit. And I was telling him, like, dude, here's what's going to happen. We're going to wait for a windy late September day, and we're going to go out on the big water. And we're going to pull the biggest creek chubs I can find. <laughs> and we're going to have the best time. Yeah. Sounds nice. <sighs> Not that far. You know what else was nice? Fishing this morning. Yeah? Do you have to deal with the fog this morning? Uh, no fog. We had quite a bit of fog. Really? Right, it was, yeah. It was nice, kind of cool, kind of cool you off. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Nice drive. It's Lots nice. of loons. Nice morning. Beautiful. What's next? Break. We've got a... Let's hear from our sponsors. Okay. This week's episode of Walleye Talk is brought to you by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. If you have somebody in your life that is interested in fishing or up up north culture, uh, consider buying a Full Stringer Bait and Tackle gift certificate. I know I've gotten quite a few of these. I've given quite a few of these away. A great gift to allow the person to go in, choose what they want. They want $50 worth of red tails? Great. They want... $50 worth of habanero chunk pickles? Great. They want $50 worth of full stringer apparel? Great. Let them choose. Stop in, pick up a gift certificate, whether it's a birthday, anniversary, whatever it may be. You'll make your partner happy with a gift certificate from Full Stringer Bait and Tackle. Dan, I had a really, I had a weird week, Mm -hmm. but it started out pretty uh pretty eventful with you and you and the old parkster <laughs> he's gonna hate that parkster parkster davis yeah let's uh what happened give uh, us a rundown like as soon as we um wrapped up the last episode we were getting ready to, the boat was already in the water it was ready to go and we had a very specific plan we, like the great thing about that type of trip is that um Parker's a very good fisherman, which means Parker has also spent a lot of time not catching fish, which uh, he like he knows the game, and I think that I don't want to say we took advantage of that, but well, it was we definitely an, took advantage. It was that. an opportunity to gamble a little bit with what we were trying to do and spend some time trying to learn something, which in his position, Parker's eighteen years old, I think, like to watch a couple guys who like to fish a lot try to troubleshoot and problem solve this time of year is hopefully super beneficial for him and if we're learning he's taking that opportunity to learn himself right that that was the whole idea behind it and it just happened that our plan like came together pretty pretty well i would say um one too bad 
No. We um, had a chunk of the lake in mind that you and I had bounced ideas back and forth about for a week or ten days prior. You had a chance to get up there a few days before we went fishing with Parker, and then we went up there and, like, kind of whooped on it for for a early July day. Kind of did. Mm-hmm. And, um... Great. I mean, you ended up making a great trip out of it a couple of days later mm-hmm. off that bite, and it's a big win. Those types of things are like, well, so we caught eight eight walleyes with Parker, a couple pike, never ended up getting a muskie rod wet. Never even seen a muskie sighting or anything. Not yeah. a boil, not a nothing. Right. Um, but those, an eight fish evening half day for us that time of year on Leech Lake is far above average. And then also, it's the type of thing where we were both feeling like, okay, this is maybe going to be a staple for us for this chunk of the we're year. building momentum. Yep, for years to come. I'm no longer afraid to take a trip out there. Yeah, yep. Um, it was a great time. It was a really great time. And, and uh, yeah, with good company, decent fishing. Shallow water. Yep, shallow water, dead calm. Lots of bites. Lots of bites in it there. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And uh, then we went and had some burgers at Pikedale. Delicious burgers. Delicious burgers. We even, we had to, we were Yeah, Parker, that. how do you get a plain hamburger? <laughs> Parker, come on. <laughs> yeah, it was great, great night. Couldn't have, couldn't have asked for more out of that one. Nope. What were we doing? Well, so I was, we had one person up front because we were, we ended up, the back two people were pulling spinners. And we did kind of a rotation of pulling, uh, of pulling spinners. Um, but we were pulling spinners with little, like, snell weights, not bottom bouncing, because we were in, like, the deepest we were fishing was, like, nine feet of water. Right. So we wanted to make sure we had some boat separation, which we, I believe we accomplished. Um, and then the person up front was casting a swim bait. And uh, I think we only caught one on a swim bait, maybe lost one on a swim bait. I think Parker had a, a walleye on a swim bait. Mm-hmm. Couple pike. Couple pike. But good for some bites. But that, that swim bait, I did a little bit of adjusting later on, and that, that swim bait was very valuable later on in the week for us. Sure. When I took that other trip up there. Yeah. Um, but the spinner eggs, we, you know, single hook, Secret Lake Tackle spinner eggs with uh, either a chunk of crawler or a medium leech. Um, definitely didn't do very good on the big leeches. Um, the no. smaller leeches were certainly better. Not small leeches, but mediums. You know, mediums or small arches were better. Right. Yep, pulling them around. The 1. 1.1 to 1.2. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I had found up there is that the the cabbage that was topped out tended to be a little less thick, tended to hold more walleyes. The stuff that wasn't topped out was was more dense and held more pike. Hmm. That's why I found later. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Were you when you went back there? Because we thought we were trying to hit the tops of these little rises. Did you find that to still be true, or mm-hmm. did you find like just scattered cabbage and you just like pulled the scattered cabbage? Well, th- what was the best was where those top. Maybe it was because I could see the tops, and then I pull the outside edges. Gotcha. Um, you know, and I had a, the one guy pitching into the into the cabbage tops, and he caught a couple doing that, and then pulling the outside edges were was the most productive way I found. Gotcha. 
some real interesting imaging happening up there. Crazy I, stuff. I have no idea what that is, and I can't describe it except that it was like a good example. You know, we get asked about our imaging all the time, and I tell folks, like, I still look at this thing and don't know what I'm looking at sometimes, mm-hmm. and that would be the clearest example of the season so far for me. Like, I don't know what... There's another spot on the on the east side that we don't know what we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what it is. Right. Something. But it's holding fish. Yep. Yeah. Maybe it's a walleye crib. <laughs> um, the rest of my week has been ultimately pretty darn good. Um, better than years past, for sure. Um, We've got kind of a big change that happened, though. Um, something that happened a few years ago that, you know, we, we talk about how August is underrated, but the one August that really stands out for me, and I think it's for you as well, um, Canada was on fire yep. and we had a bunch of smoke. Mm-hmm. Same thing's happening right now. Yep. Lots so, of haze. Yeah. We've been talking about this quite a bit the last, well, this morning when I saw you at the bait shop and, um, whether it's a coincidence or not. It, there's there's lower light than normal for July. The sunlight disappears at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It's not set. Mm-hmm. All you see is like an orange glow. Right. Yep. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it is a coincidence, but it, it's a couple times now. And it was like the haze yesterday was real, real thick. I was and, fishing yesterday. Um, I didn't fish yesterday. Did you? No. Um, I bet it would have been banger, though. I think so. Yep. I was sitting at, at the Portage Brewery um, patio, and you could... What barely, a perfect day. It was. You could barely see Leech Lake from there. Usually, you can look right down the road and see, like, all the way down to, like, the, the far shore. You could barely see the lake. It was so thick. Wow. So, might be something. Makes sense, right? Low, lower light than usual. You get, like, longer windows of low light bites. Right. And More prime hunting. Yep. Boy, need some fat fish this fall, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been rigging minnows quite a bit um, on a few lakes. I just, I do think that I sometimes lose track of that. Now I've got it in my head that certain lakes, certain spots, um, rigging a big minnow works really well. But if you can find a concentration of walleyes and and you can get a a big minnow to them on a rig without it getting dirty... um, it doesn't really matter much what lake you're on. That, that That's going to be a good way to catch For it. For sure. And Part of it comes with the time of year, too. Yeah, yeah. But you you still think of July very much as like a creature bait bite usually, right? Crawlers yeah. and leeches. And if you if you have a clean bottom with a concentration of walleyes and you can put a red tail or a creek chub in front of them, that's a good way to get them to bite, even For on sure. Woman Lake, which For is sure. not a lake I really think of um, as a big minnow lake. Well, even your big minnows on woman, you're not pulling seven inch creek chubs. Right. You're pulling four inches. Yep. You know, yep. Well, the giantest rainbow you could ever find would be a, a big minnow for yep. out there. Yep. So. Yeah. And that I caught a couple of fish on woman doing that. Nice. Which is not a lake I typically even bring them to, but that may be a mistake I've been making over the last couple of years. And then anytime we've been, both of us have been picking on weed fish quite a bit and either pulling spinners around them or pitching jigs and crawlers or jigs and leeches. And you know, you've been today today was the first day I, I I personally played around with a 3 8 ounce jig and a paddle tail, and I caught four on it. You caught four? Yeah. Oh I was super happy with it. Yeah. And they were all the 
sorry customers, but they were the bigger fish too. Sure. They were the 17 inchers and the the best keepers we had. So that was pretty fun. And you know, you catch some pike on them, and it's just really fun to do. And you know, I I was using a three eighths ounce jig even in eight feet of water because I want to I want to destroy those weeds. I don't want to slingshot through them. Those guys are slingshotting through them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna plow right through them. Hopefully, be clean. Sure. Even if I'm not clean, the one time I was not clean, and I, I'm certain I got bit with really? a dirty jig. Yeah, I'm certain of it. Huh. And uh, it's super fun. But, you know, the problem with that is you're overpowering your, your fish. You know, you, I'm using a medium rod, braid, you know, I'm, I'm, and you got to get them out of the weeds. Sure. I'm not fighting them. They just kind of come in, but it right. doesn't matter. Fish in the boat. <laughs> I'm happy. But the, actually, that impulse paddle tail was the best one I had. Um, Kai Tech, I catch one and then the thing would fall off, you know, or, you know, pulling through the weeds might have damaged it, but does that Northern Impulse is about the best one. Gotcha. Do you know, does the, like, is there a bento style minnow that's a paddle tail? Yeah, but it's a five inch or maybe it's a four and a half. Gotcha. I want just a little bit smaller. I don't want that huge profile. Sure. But there is. Does the tail neck down real thin? Really thin. Yeah. Like too thin. Yeah. Yep. I don't want all that. I mean, I want action, but I don't want that much action. Right. Hmm. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Learning every day. Right. Cool. Jig rats are catching a few, too. Um, and that's about par for the course for this time of year. Yep. Um, I don't think... It'll be interesting if we ever have, like, the jig rat defining days anymore. I think, like, they're just... Catch a couple on them. And kind we, of done. We talked about it in the spring this year, I think. Like, you can you can just catch a couple on them sometimes, and they're not always in the mood for them. Make a six-fish day into a ten-fish yep. day. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, and it used to be some of them days, that's all you did. Yeah. I but, almost prefer that it doesn't happen that way because they are. it's a pain to have four guys pitching jig wraps. It's hard to teach people who haven't. I mean, it's like... It's not super complicated. For anybody who's listening to this, you could very quickly learn how to fish a jigging rat. But for folks who are going to just fish for four hours this summer, that's for sure the toughest thing to try mm-hmm. to teach somebody to do. And, um, yeah, for, for the right customer, it's a lot of fun to be like, even if they just catch one on them. Um, people like trick and fish with fake stuff. Mm-hmm. My, my customer today was Roger Kruger. He, he listens to the podcast quite a bit. Lives in North Dakota. Comes out here each year for a week. And uh, they just, they, he's always doing fancy stuff, right? He's always doing, he's always got a new bait to show me. <laughs> and it's like, I value it because I like to experiment with, with new stuff. And, you know, it only takes one good idea to like change the way you do business. But... Sorry, Roger, we're going to put this nice-looking creaky on, and you're going to drop it down, and a walleye's going to bite And you're it. just going to catch it. Mm-hmm. That, that's just How did that work today? Worked pretty good today. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made him a believer. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, running, we were running a little low on minnows, and he's like, well, do you got any gulp? I'm like, no, but I got night crawlers. I do have gulp in here, but, like, if they're not, I'm going to put a crawler on. He, you just said he, you lied right to your customer? What? You said, oh, I don't have any gulp. And then you're like, right. oh, yeah, I, I do have I, gulp. I think I did say no, but I've got night crawlers. You're right. 
I have golfing. Apologize to Roger. I'm sorry, Roger. I had You're golfing. a terrible liar. We, we didn't run out of minnows either, so okay. it was not a problem anyway. But I would be we're not gonna be rigging gulp out here. We're not gonna be rigging. When you have night crawlers in the bowl. Yeah. And we caught a couple on crawlers. Oh, good. I like crawlers. Just hate the dirt. Oh, I got my system. Who did that come from? Tom. Tom. Yeah, we talked about last week. Tom it's work- Ag- Agnew. It's working pretty good. Good. I'm bagging them up with some wet newspaper. And what you got to be careful of if you do this, like I wash them, put them in the gallon Ziploc bag with some wet newspaper, um, and they last good. But I think if you get one bad one in there, then you're you're going to be in trouble. So, like, I just swapped out uh, the whole the whole deal yesterday after having crawlers in there for a week, which is pretty good, like a week. And uh, so must I just be history yeah, buffs. I just gave it a little sniff. It must be history buffs. Reading the newspaper because they like old news. Ha 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 I'm a dad, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter if they're funny or not. <laughs> but no more worm dirt. Doesn't take that long to wash them. Like Dan, it. I love you, but I will never do that. Yeah, you will. No. You will. No. Give yourself three years. I, I, love, my dirty, I love my dirty fingernails. Makes me feel like I'm a fisherman. All right. We should take a break, huh? Fine. This week's episode is brought to you in part by the One Stop in Longville. With the heat of the summer here, the One Stop in Longville's got a great variety of sun shirts of all brands on their back wall. Um, they've got Fenwick brand, G Loomis, they've got Shimano, all sorts of them on that back wall. So go on in and pick yourself out a nice sun shirt. Keep yourself nice and not burnt this summer. This is more of a congratulations than a, than a topic. But uh, your neighbor, Nate Walski and Tom something or other, the, the guys who won the Cast Lake MWC. And last year's Leech Lake game. And last year's Leech Lake game. Won it again this year. Those guys are animals. Yeah. Animals. It's crazy. It's cool. I mean, it's neat to see. Um, yeah, but, like this is not a coincidence, right? No. Bunch of really good anglers. I mean, lightning maybe stri- strikes twice in the same place, mm-hmm. but it isn't going to strike in three, three yeah. times in yeah. the same place. <laughs> yeah, so they won the Leech Lake game last July, and this is what we talked about it then. Super funny post-tournament interview where... Um, <laughs> killing creatures. Yeah, killing creatures because <laughs> the guy's a bass fisherman and it's not used to having to keep minnows alive. Um, I think they they had some electronics issues or trolling motor issues too, mm-hmm. and then the guy ended the interme- er, interview with being like, "I just knew where there were quite a few big ones and figured I could get them to bite." <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He did. But he put up forty some pounds. Jeez, forty one or forty two pounds. With five fish. Five fish. Wow, that's crazy. It is crazy. And then same tournament. Phil Peterson, uh, our one of our pike tail, pike tail buddies. guys. Um, they also have a podcast. Testament to the Skeeter guys that Skeeter guys can in fact do real well. I fu- actually I found a Skeeter hat floating in a lake, and I, I'm just sad that that Skeeter guy's dead. But I have a hat if anybody <laughs> wants a Skeeter hat. 
Phil, Phil got fifth. Fifth place. Yep. And, Thirty uh, some pounds. Yep. And yeah, like six pound average. And he's a main lake guy. Yep. And works real, real hard at at um at catching big fish. You know, he texted us for advice. And my biggest piece of advice was don't tell Carl <laughs> where the heck you were. <laughs> um, but Phil is a guy, a perfect example, in my opinion, of like a pretty disciplined angler. Like he spends a lot of time driving. Like sometimes I think he comes up here for the weekend and he just drives around all day and then fishes for like 45 minutes at the end of the day. <laughs> like he just drives and looks. That, that takes a lot of discipline. And Phil was even like, I hope I'm not giving away his secrets, but he was looking for big bait. That's what he was looking really? for. Yeah. Wow. Because if you, the screenshot he sent us, he sent it to me and I didn't read the text at first. I'm like, dude, I don't think you're fishing over walleyes. There's a bunch of green marks. And he was looking for big bait. Because big bait in his big mind. Big fish. Big fish. It turned out he was pretty right. Whatever he did was working pretty darn good. Under pretty tough conditions, it was calm and nice temperatures, temps in the 70s. That day, I fished that morning, I caught all my fish right away in the morning, and I had a tough second half of my trip. Yeah. I just started seeing tournament boats when we were struggling. Yeah. Mm. So, kudos to you guys. Yep. Both groups, good job. Um, Do you know where Chuck Cassie ended up? No. I I haven't looked at the... Chuck won it last year and the second tournament or yeah he because Nate and Tom won the first one oh yeah took Chuck. like fourth in the second one yeah that's those right. poor guys <laughs> and then Chuck won the second one yeah which is Chuck's a, a like a career guide and tournament real good, terrific real good tournament angler and um, yeah anyway good job guys yeah happy for you how'd you do it. all right we have to do a groundhog day you to me i know i feel like we have to take a break just for me to do it to it okay all right walleye groundhog day this one is taking place on labor day weekend Ooh. okay yeah but you have a boat your same boat Without any graphs. You have no graphs. Okay. Uh, Your trolling motors work just fine. You have to catch 15 walleyes without any graphs on Labor Day weekend. Are you nuts? No. Okay. Labor Day weekend. Over the entire weekend? Oh, one day. Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. We'll make it Monday. Monday evening, nice. so there's not so many people around. Well, Monday, but it goes to the evening? Yes. Okay. So, what else? Uh, any other stipulations? Nope, just no graphs, 15 walleyes, no size, nothing. Just got to get them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start out... I'm going to start out at Federal Dam. Okay, am I guiding or am I just trying to catch them? You just got to catch 15. That's... That's the groundhog day. I got her made. All right. I'm going to spill some family secrets. I'm going to fish between some buoys. <laughs> All right? I'm going to catch 10 in the first hour. Not even. But I'm going to have 10 before 9 a.m. Mm. Are you sure? Oh, yes. 
I'm, are you sure with the, what about the amount of boat traffic that's going ripping it's Monday out Monday morning Pfft, it'll be fine we're still fishing Monday it'll be morning. fine I'll pull into the weeds it's not something that's new to me I can certainly catch 10 with the boat traffic ripping through there yeah that's like when it's the best really yes um yeah, so I've got. I'm very confident in that I'm going to catch. I will catch at least ten, myself. <laughs> I will catch ten, in that hour, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna go fish. I suppose that time of year I'll probably head across to grassy. And depending on the wind, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna have a bunch of little minnows with, a bunch of jigging minnows like smaller jigging minnows, not rainbows. Well, I will have rainbows, but I would not. I will, I have not used a rainbow yet. I've used nothing but small minnows up until this point. I'll put, probably put a rainbow on if I've got them for that first little bit while the water's while the weather's still cool out on grass. Yeah, I'm gonna fish that deeper edge because that weed edge comes out to like 14, 15 foot. So I'm gonna be way out. I don't know where I'm at, but I'm gonna be way out. I'm gonna snag one. I didn't catch it. <laughs> I snagged one. Does that count? No. Okay, well, then I had to throw it back. <laughs> All right, so I'm still fishing. Um, later in the day, it gets a little tougher. It's real tough. I got night crawlers with. No leeches, but I got night crawlers with. Go down to five mile. All right, I see the cabbage of five mile. The resurgent cabbage. I'm going to give it a try. I've never fished cabbage for lies of five mile. I'm giving it a shot. Boom, get one. I'm like, no way. That's it. I waste a lot of time. All right. <laughs> now I've only got like two hours left. You're, at, gonna... you're at 11. I'm at 11. I got two hours left. Boom. Buzz across. Going to go to the other musky spot. Because I don't have a depth finder. What am I going to do? Well, cabbage is all topped out. I can at least try that. Mm. I fall too short. I caught two more. Couldn't do it. Son of a gun. Next day. What are we going to do, Wilbur? <sighs> going to go to Woman Lake. Saying bye-bye to Leech. What are you doing? Going to Woman Lake. It's not a bad lake choice. You have no graph. I don't need a graph. I've got, one, I've got two things in mind. And both things are fairly visual. Well, yeah, both things are pretty visual. Okay. First thing, I'm going to go by the island. There's a crowd of people. I'm going to go crowd surfing. Yeah, my boat might be. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I'm going to go crowd surfing. And sure. things are going great, you know, by 11 o'clock, i got nine walleyes. Yeah. All on night crawlers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Then, you know, midday stuff, everyone's leaving. Right, where's everyone going? Now I'm lost. So I'm going to go by the access. going to go find that nice bar there, maybe. Turns out, have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so I only end up with nine walleyes. <laughs> so we go with a new plan. Here's the new plan. Back to Leech. Going back to Leech, baby. <laughs> going to hit my secret spots between the buoys, and I'm going to grind that all day. And I get my 15. Day, maybe day three. Day three. I'm just never going to leave. That was my whole idea. We're just going to fish this the whole time. <laughs> bang, bang, boom. Takes me till 2 o'clock. I'm done. I like it. Oh, I didn't. It was tough. Very stressful. 
you sounded optimistic about it the whole time. Mm. What I'm surprised about is that um, you chose to launch at Federal Dam when you were going to fish the Red Rocks buoys. It's crazy. Actually, it was Roosevelt Canal. (laughs) Roosevelt Canal was tough. Very tough. Uh, I made it work, though. Yeah. That was a good good one. You take, like, one of the most important things out. It'd be fun to try someday. Just for fun. For fun. Just for fun. That sounds fun, Dan. I mean, if I had given you September 15th... I probably would have done worse. No. Yeah. September 15th? You think they're going on... They're never... Well, they haven't in the last five years been going on Battle Point on September 15th. You're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. First day of fall, when is it always? When has it been the last two years? Like the Monday after the Cast Lake Tournament? Which is like September 24th. No. Yeah. Like 19th, 20th. You're, all right, you're fine. You're right. No, I'm not necessarily right. I don't like you just giving me the win there. September 24th, like clockwork. No. It's game on. You're wrong. It's earlier. Mm-mm. You for sure get hints of good on September 15th. And we have stuff we do up there that would definitely be going. You could do it just in the last hour on, <sighs> on some sneaky stuff. For sure. But I don't have a graph. So how am I going to find that? I think Just float around in nothing? All right. Good point. By memory? Shit. I mean, if anyone's going to remember where that stuff is, it's me. But I don't think I could do it. I couldn't find those specific areas. I could get close and maybe throw a buoy when I caught one. Oh, my God, that's how you do it. <laughs> that's exactly how you do it. Just need a marker buoy. Just need one more. Well, probably three marker buoys. Mark a triangle. You know what? You could, well... No, it's your Groundhog Day. I liked it. Good answer. Thank you. I'd give up some secrets on that, though, in order to make it work. Dude, everybody knows you can catch fish on red rocks in the fall. <laughs> Wait, not did you say that? All right. Uh, last thing, we don't need a break. Let's just go into weekend preview. Preview. Yep. Well, as long as Canada's on fire blowing smoke, fishing's going to remain good. Um... I would say this has probably been the best stretch of July I've ever had. Yeah, I would agree. It was just not that long ago that me and you were just like, you just suck at it. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, attitudes have changed. Yep. The panfish thing will be good. Like this evening, that's what I've got planned is to catch a meal full of crappies and then try to catch some walleyes. At the end of the night. I can't imagine you having a bad day. I hope you're right. We've got good weather here for the next week. It's consistent. It's going to be hot. hot. But it's consistent. Yep. And every day, even on those hot days, it's still going to dip down into the low 60s, high 50s every day. Yeah. So we're going to have consistent water temps. Going to be sunny and calm. Yeah, I think we're, I bet we're topped out. Water temp wise, like the end of this week will probably be the warmest water we see, and then, I mean, it makes me a little sad to say, but like we're we're like sliding towards fall already. Yep. You know, it's gonna start cooling off and fishing. Days are getting shorter. Days are getting shorter. I wake up at quarter to five and it's not super bright out. Right. <laughs> you know, I look outside and I'm like, well, I see the deer there, but it's not like glowing orange. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, baby turkeys are getting big. Things are, I mean, life's moving. Yep. For the, the it's all for the better. 
Yeah, but you gotta, you do have to like live in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. I want to have a nice evening this evening. I don't want to just be spending this evening thinking about September twenty fourth. I mean, it sounds nice. crosses your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind bundling up to go fishing. No, oh, it's it, it. Life's pretty good right now. Yeah, we've got very good, very good walleye fishing, pan fishing. It is very much the season though that. If you're, like, listening to this podcast and you're going to fish with Will and I in the next week before the next podcast comes out, like, our days could be drastically different than <laughs> the mornings we had. Without question. Yep. Well, we, we feel pretty good because we, we just killed 17 walleyes. Right. We, we, we want to feel good about it. And you really want it. You want a guy feeling good about stuff. So. Right. Um, lots of bites. Not, n- certainly not all walleyes. Yeah. And uh, that's what makes it kind of fun this time of year. Mm-hmm. Never know what you're going to catch. All right. Anything else you got to say? No. I probably ate too much cheese earlier, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's that's how you're sending this one out. Well, I'm not going to lie to these people. <laughs> I mean, I like cheese, but that's probably too much cheese. <laughs> too much cheese. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>